0: G'day everyone and welcome to A Drew Story, the interview podcast that tells stories from true everyday people. I'm your host Drew Agnew and this story I have a chat with a good friend of mine, Dane Peavy. He is host of the mental health podcast Pushing Through Blue and he is the absolute perfect guest to have on the return of A Drew Story because if you can't tell by looking at your podcast player of choice, it's been a while. It's been over two years since the last episode and Unfortunately for me, that was because I ran into some mental health issues and some struggles that I had to work through. But luckily enough, now I'm all good. I'm happy. You know, not every day is a sunshine of rainbows necessarily, but I'm good. I'm in a good place. Just got married, having a kid in a, about four months or so. So it's looking up, looking good. But um, unfortunately, back in 2019, that wasn't the case. I you know, got home every day from work and I just felt miserable. I felt like nothing would get better. And unfortunately, I just sort of fell down to a spiral. And that led to me not being motivated and in the right place to be talking and um, producing a podcast where I'm trying to share people's interesting stories. So, for the return of this podcast, I reached out to Dane. He is an absolutely fantastic friend of mine and I met through podcasting itself. I believe he was an eight-bit listener when we were part of the eight-bit collective with the House of Mario, and you know since then he started up his podcast called Pushing Through Blue, and through that he shared his own mental health journey, other people's mental health journeys, and sort of ways you can tackle it and ways you can sort of embrace it and um, learn from it. So I thought that was a absolutely fantastic podcast for him to start, and without really knowing it, I listened to Dane's podcast because I just like Dane. I like listening to Dane, but sort of the lessons through that podcast that I picked up were really invaluable and actually helped me to get out of my rut I was in. So, you know, a big thank you to Dane, and I'm really happy to talk to him on this episode. But uh, funnily enough, I actually recorded this about a year ago, back in 2020 in April, I think, I believe, by looking at the timestamps of the recording. So this is a little bit old. This is over a year since I'm recording this start of the podcast. And we do talk about some things that are, you know, relevant to 2020, such as, you know, just getting into lockdown and Animal Crossing on Nintendo Switch just came out. So we were talking about that. But, you know, Animal Crossing, it's a, it's a good game in 2021. So it's all good. But, uh Yeah. So we start off. We talk about some fun things before getting into, you know, some more serious mental health talk. So it's an important topic, and I'm glad to be back doing a Drew story. So yeah, man, it's, uh, it feels good to be doing this again. Um, I'll try and keep it up <laughs> and being consistent. But that's enough of me. Let's jump into the episode with a Dane People. PV, welcome to a Drew story,
1: mate. Thank you so much for being here. Happy, happy to have these conversations and have a chat with you, mate. What's what's new? What's 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 doing?
0: Oh well, not too much. Just uh, sitting here talking to you at the moment.
1: <laughs> oh mate, it's a great life. <laughs> Absolutely,
0: I I, oh, mate, I appreciate your time.
1: Uh, it's good. It's good to chat. We haven't uh, haven't had a chat for a little while, anyway.
0: Yeah, it's a good excuse to the catch up and everything. And um, I guess. One of the reasons I uh, wanted to have you on for the first episode that um, basically I come back from uh, a little bit of a, well, a big hiatus. The last episode of a Drew story was eight months ago. And basically that was because I went through, uh, I guess a, a bit of a, I guess a bit of a mental health upset or something, I guess. I don't know how to word it. And uh, obviously with you running your podcast, pushing through blue, um listening to that, that really sort of helped me like think about uh like um sort of identifying maybe what was going on in my head a little bit. So uh, you know, th- that is why I sort of uh, wanted to have you on the show. And it, it is gonna be a little bit more of a difficult episode just for me to talk about it. Um so just to let people out there listening like, why is he you know, stumbling and splattering his mouth so much, you know, that's why. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ah, oh, man, I appreciate you starting these conversations. It's really good. It's important to a lot of people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, but to before we get to that, I've got some icebreaker questions for you, just so we can you know, get get into the swing of things. We've been talking for about twenty minutes already, but um, yeah, we we weren't on the air officially just yet. But We're officially on the air. We are. F- the red light is going. Yep, it's it's blinking. It's a uh, yes. Um, <laughs> so. The first question, a bit of a silly question. Um, do you prefer the shower during the day or at night? Oh, good question. <laughs> I do
1: both. I've actually oh. been recently doing both. Um, so I always do always do a shower in the morning uh, and always finish with a cold shower. I think that's really important. I've been doing that for a little while now. I think it's a big difference, especially starting your day. Uh, and then at nighttime, I still do it. Like I think I see the benefits in both of them. To be honest, like you know, at the start of the day, it sort of wakes you up, um, gives you a good. You know, boost start of the day. At the end of the day, it's uh, I think it makes you sleep better, to be honest. So um, I'm using up all the water, mate. I'm I apologise <laughs> to everyone. <laughs> this is very water conservative. I'm 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 chewing them both up. But if I had to choose out of one or the other, if yeah, if I had to go one, I'd probably do the morning. Uh, I think what you do in the morning really dictates the rest of. Your- and uh, I think it's important um, as, as important to me as having a coffee uh, mm. is that that shower and ending it on a cold note, probably like fifty. you know, <laughs> the last two or three minutes at the end of the shower, just smash that cold and it's good times.
0: Yeah. I like when I went to school, I, I loved like getting up a little bit earlier and having a shower, but now like uh, after school and with my job just being like on the farm, there is like no point in me having a a Shower in the morning because I'm just going to go out and just get oh, yeah. f- filthy anyway. But I really do miss the I like now that you've brought up, I really do miss having like a nice shower just to get you started in the morning. It was just really, really nice. But, um, I like I don't have a choice anyway. Sort of when I get home, I'm you know, I need a shower, like I really need a shower. 100%. I can't get into bed without having a shower without getting you know dirt and that all over the sheets, but yeah, it's it, it just. Whenever I get out, if I have a shower too early, say if I get home a bit earlier or something, and I have like a shower at five o'clock, I'll be ready for bed. Mm. At, I'll be ready for bed at six because <laughs> it just puts me to oh, sleep. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! So oh, I've, that's gold. Cool. Yeah, and like yeah, you know, I do the thing where you get out the shower and you like you put some jocks and a t-shirt on. and You like, mm, I might uh, I might just slip in the bed. Then like yeah, you know, th- that that was that's that's the wrong move to make. It really is because then uh, that's when you get comfortable, yeah, you get real comfortable. Yeah, yeah so you, yeah. I do, uh, yeah, I do miss morning showers. Um, yeah, I like,
1: I, I, morning showers are important. I think like just the night showers, I think it's probably more just like quality of sleep maybe or it contributes to it. You know, like when you, um, when you get clean sheets and I don't know how, you well, know, obviously clean sheets are fantastic. It's the best thing in the world. It's always <laughs> yeah. been the best thing in the world when you go to bed. But um, I don't know. It's just it changes the way like your quality of sleep. You know, you look forward to it. You know, It just makes you, I don't know what it is. It's just awesome. It's just awesome. And it's the same thing with like just having a shower at the end of the day. I guess from your side of things, it's just a functional thing, especially working on the farm. Mm. But, yeah, I don't know. I um, I like both of them. I uh, can see the benefits of both of them. But, yeah, I've always been a morning. Let's go in the morning. Let's go the morning.
0: All right. So we're at opposite ends of the day. I like it. There you go. So w- what is the worst haircut you've ever had?
1: Whoa, worst haircut. Man, that's a good one.
0: <laughs> um, or have you only had good haircuts?
1: Nah, nah, I've had <laughs> some bad haircuts. Um, do I'm just trying to work out if if I've created those bad haircuts, you know, when you say, "I've got this idea of a haircut, and then you try and describe it, and then you know they try and execute it, and you're like, "Ah is it is it you giving the haircut or is it just "I haven't given you the right instructions?" or yeah. and you just walk away. Um, uh, I don't know. There was a point there. I remember when I was younger. Uh, that I was growing out my hair for a long time. And i can sure I can find this this photo. I probably was around about 17. I reckon I was about 17. And I was like in that emo phase, as many of us were. And like I had this black hair that I dyed and it just grew out. And I remember just having to leave it like that way. And because a friend of the family uh, wanted to take a – she was a photographer. Uh, I'm not photographer. She was a uh, hairdresser. And she wanted to have a certain style of hair and use me as a hair model. But I had to leave my hair, just let it go for a long period of time. And it just looks horrendous. And all I wanted to do was cut it so badly. Um, but I remember she just saying, no, you can't do it. Just (laughs) let it go, let it go. And turns out like by the end of it, I'm like, this is getting ridiculous. Can I just cut my hair? And she was like, oh yeah, yeah, no, I actually, I don't, I don't need that anymore. I'm not doing that. (laughs) mate. I'll have to share that photo with you. It's horrendous. Um, but yeah, so I mean the worst haircut, probably something that I've probably just gone, oh, can you, can you make it shorter? Can you do some side, you know, side things on the side or whatever. Um, and it's just come out horrendous. I don't know. I've got some terrible photos when I was a young kid. My kid, my parents used to love having the mullet haircut. I don't know how you were. Like I'm 34 years of age, so it's probably showing my age. But my my mum and dad loved to have me as you know in the mullet haircut back in the day when I was like four or five. Oh no, <laughs> I've got all those photos. You know that mum and dad love to keep and pull out of me <laughs> running around with the mullet, and uh, you know it was the trend back in the in the day. So I'm gonna go with that. Thanks, mum and dad. You know. You're a great bunch, and you love to show me off. So, not my choice, but mate, that's that's the
0: worst I've got. Yeah, a mullet's pretty bad. I I don't know. It's like, You see, like the odd person still getting around with a mullet. You're like, how are you getting around with a mullet in 2020? Oh, these
1: days, yeah, yeah. I don't. I think they're out for the look and the attraction for it, because because purely, like, I don't know, by choice, horse, a bit hard.
0: Well, like but they yeah, shave everything apart from the mullet. That's that is something. That is some. I don't know if you ever saw it or just looked at it on the internet or something. But someone just with a mullet and a bald head. That is a. That's a oh, choice. That's terrible, is a it? choice. Yeah. That
1: is a that is a bad choice. That's what that is.
0: <laughs> the worst haircut I've ever had would be. Um, <laughs> I can't really remember it as a kid, but my mum brought up like a school photo and my hair, like my head looks so small, but my hair just looked massive because my hair just like grows out. It just becomes like yeah. basically like this big afro. And w- when I was a kid, I, I didn't like to get it cut short because I like, I, get, I was like a bit insecure about, I guess how it looked. So I was like keeping my hair long to just like, I guess uh, cover up my forehead or whatever it was. Um, but yeah, looking back on it, it's like, what were you thinking? It looks absolutely oh, terrible. Yeah. I think
1: we've all got those. Yeah, uh, I've got to be—I've got a natural mushroom hair. So, like my my hair, because like, I usually like my go-to for haircuts is basically like two two on the sides and then just short and spiky on the top, going to a pyramid because of the shape of my head. I've got this mushroom, like literally like this <laughs> mushroom type thing, where it just goes out the sides like wings and then comes around. So I have got to like um, always say to the people, you know, hey, can you do the wings as well? So i have got a mushroom head. <laughs> do the um, wings, and, and that's probably quit, quit about the like, after the time. I said, oh, by the way, can you do my um, can you do my eyebrows? Which is a weird like. Eyebrows is interesting. It's something that like in the last probably like six to twelve months. I remember when someone first asked me, Do you want me to do eyebrows? And I'm like, oh, I haven't really ever been asked if you want me to do eyebrows. Like my eyebrows are bushy as it is, but I've never really had someone say to me, you know, and it was a it was a um it, it was a barber, so maybe that's part of the service as well. But to have mm-hmm. someone say, Hey, you want me to do those eyebrows as well? I was like, Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. But um, but no, <laughs> like now I actually ask for it. I'm like, mate, you do you mind? Um, just finish me up on the eyebrows, you know, a bit of bushy. But, yeah. uh, yeah, I love it. So, um, that's just another thing that, uh, I include in my uh, request. I'm going to my local. Bar.
0: Yeah. It's amazing how much of a difference sort of doing the eyebrows does. Cause like, I've always sort of like give my eyebrows like a quick trim or whatever, just, um, while having a shave or like w- whatever it is. And like, it just makes a big difference. Cause like, if I just like left my eyebrows, I'll just have like a big slab across my mm. forehead. Like it would just, i look like a, like a caveman with like this huge monobrow, so. Um, it's, it's yeah. just, it's just one of those things you need to tend along with, um, your face. And it's, it's kind of, it's kind of lucky that I'm not, um, doing this podcast on video because at the moment, just with like the quarantine and that, I'm just like, like what a lot of, um, other men are doing. It's like, yeah, fuck it. I'll, uh, I'll grow a beard. Yeah. <laughs> so I've just got this a like, big Absolutely. untamed spider on my face, basically. Um, oh
1: man. I wish I could grow a beard. I did try that. I did try that. Was it a year ago or something like that? And I failed. I failed miserably. No. I, I think I've attempted it a few times to try and do it over the December period. So like obviously with, with you know, a couple of weeks off or so on for the Christmas period there, you try and see how you go with growing it and then you get back to work and, you know, you try and just do it as neat as possible. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's difficult for me. I get massive itchiness out of it. Oh, yeah. I just kind of, I can't, I've never been able to break through that barrier where it's like with every sort of haircut that you want to style, haircut you want to go through, there's always that, that that point there where you're like it just looks horrendous but I just got to keep growing it get through this period and it's going to get better I can never break through it it's just too hard for me Mm -hmm. I just I succumb to the old razor and I just shave it right off but my wife has a big thing now at the moment with stubble so I can't I can never be clean shaven anymore like my wife hates it like when I'm clean shaven she um she just likes a little bit of stubble so I just you know dial it down a bit I always just have a uh, bit of shadow uh, and I've been doing that for a little while now. Um, but, you yeah, know, nah, I definitely like with the eyebrows, like like I can see the biggest difference with them now and that's why I'm all for it. And obviously when they go over the eyebrows and you see a lot of that hair come down, you're like, damn, they are bloody. <laughs> <laughs> They're a bit brushy. Uh But, um, yeah, nah. So, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh, do those eyebrows, you uh, cavemen. Um, yeah, do it. And uh, I guess uh, another question, what have you been playing uh, slash watching? So movies, uh, TV series, video games, what have you sort of uh, been entertaining yourself with lately?
1: Yeah. So video game wise, I've been playing animal crossing, which is an interesting one. I I think I have to, like everyone's (laughs) playing Animal crossing and like, like, and I put this on Twitter and I've, I've talked to a lot of people about this. Like this game just came out at the perfect time. Hasn't it? So I think, Yeah, um, yeah, it's just absolutely perfect. And, it's, it's a game that like uh, the last, the first couple of days, cause I haven't been time cheating this thing. Um, so I've been playing day by day and it's good, a good one to good. basically pick up and do what you need to do. Um, uh, you know, uh, and, and, and just leave it, you do everything you want to do. You, you, chill out for an hour, two hours, and then you can just drop it and leave it for the rest of the day. Um, I did that and then I realized that my kids started playing it and they loved <laughs> oh, it. Uh, especially my uh, daughter, who's seven. Are they looking after
0: your it. island? Are they looking at island? oh,
1: My island's, mate, that's why I'm going to start again. My island <laughs> is like, firstly, I jumped yeah. in there and I'm like, where's my trees? My trees has gone. <laughs> so they worked out how to how to craft the axe, wow. you know, how to chop all the trees down, which they thought was the funniest thing ever, you know, and I jump in there I've got nothing left. I've got holes everywhere. Um, and then like every time I turn this thing on, and I can hear her playing and she's got her own profile, you know, hey, you know, go, go do your own thing. No, 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 no. She loves, she loves setting up on my island. She's got her tent and everything else. And she loves being in me because I've got cash and my house is a bit bigger and I've got yeah. access to different things. So she jumps on me and I think she's gone, I think she's gone too far beyond me now. Like Isabel's there and I'm like, oh, she wasn't there before. And like all these other things, I'm like, oh, okay, well, this has become your game now. So I really have to, you know, start again. Um, but it's a great game. Like, I really love it. It's something that you can just like, it is a time sink, but it's something that you could just chill out to it's just, you're doing tasks, you know, you, it's, it seems you know, a little bit repetitive for someone that they've met have never played it, but I just really like it except for sea bass. Can I just say, I oh, hate sea bass. Yeah. Like the ongoing funniness of this sea bass thing. Like every time <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to catch a shark and I literally have not, I have not caught one yet. My daughter has actually caught one. She caught the hammerhead. Mm. Um, I'm catch I'm out there catching sea bass. I'm catching, what is it? The um it's a mackerel. Um like all these all these commoners, you know, the amount of seahorses I've got, like, stop it, guys. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, and then like uh, listening to a couple of NPCs, uh, Alex and Andrew, shout out to those guys. Um they Alex I oh, Andrew, sorry, he was recommending um, to give, I think it's girlfriend review uh, girlfriend reviews. So I think it's a YouTuber. Well, it is a YouTuber. She reviews video games played by her, um, boyfriend, but she does this, like, this was like pre doing all the Seabass stuff. Um, we already had the rage for it. my daughter would just laugh every time I got one, but then like, she does this, um, she does this comedy, like, uh, skit on the, um, on a YouTube video just recently. Go check it out. It's mm-hmm. hilarious. And, um, and it's just talking, I think it's like dubbed over, um she does that she just changes the lyrics for um billy eilish um and she does one of the songs there and it's just about sea bass and it's it is so accurate to how much rage you get (laughs) and how you get no money for them and they just like it they just need to patch this this issue but i like and that's my island my maybe my island sucks and i need to travel to more islands but um i think i'm going to restart that I really like the game. I think I just, I've missed out on too much because my game, my, my kids have taken over. Um, even my son just loves just going fishing. So, um, but yeah, so I'll reset that and I'll go on from there. Um, outside of Animal Crossing, I've uh, just picked up um, Final Fantasy 7. So I've never played that before uh, and I've just started the started the game. I'm not too far into it. I'm probably about, a, you know, an hour or two. The,
0: like the, to the remake to on PlayStation 4? Yeah, four. the remake, sorry, yeah,
1: yeah on PlayStation 4. Yep. Yeah. So um, I think that's fantastic. Like, when I, like, having never experienced this game and heard a lot, but never the spoilers. So I'm very fortunate there for a oh, game. Oh, really? You haven't mode. heard the spoilers? Yeah, Jeez. yes. And I haven't. So, you, you know, you'd be quite true. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, so, like, even when I turned this game on, I remember, I remember I turned this game on and, you know, one of the things that I still can't get used to and I say this, you know, many times every time I buy a new big PlayStation game, you know, the time, like, I'm such an old school Nintendo kid with these cartridges, you know, literally just put it in, play, yay, here we go sort of thing. Even Nintendo Switch doesn't take that long but having to sit there for, like, having these new games and being like, yes, let's go, and stick him in the man there and, like, just being like, <laughs> no worries, you know, well, 50 minutes to go, you're, like, far out, you know, these, like, first world problems. But, um, but like, when I started the game and just watching it, like, my God, like, my wife was just saying, like, I remember is my wife was in the kitchen looking at it going, is this a game? Is this the movie or the game? And I'm like, no, this is the game. Mm. Like, wow. Like, it just looks amazing. It's beautiful. And I just, yeah, I'm, I'm keen to just... Get lost in the story because apparently the story is fantastic. So from what I played so far, it's awesome. Yeah. Very very cool.
0: It sounds like I'm in the same boat as you, pretty much. Like I um hadn't played through the original Final Final Fantasy Seven, and um getting into this, like I've only played like five hours. I played through five hours maybe the weekend it came out, but mm-hmm. um I've been waiting for sort of to get back to it just because like with work and um I've just been playing Animal Crossing just because it's easier and a bit bit more mindless instead of a uh, and also um. My um my fiance uh, Chantel she actually hogs the TV quite a bit from Netflix, so usually it's uh, playing the Switch. So I usually yeah, that's get, the benefit of the Switch. Gets, I love the Switch. Get stuck playing Animal Crossing anyway, but yeah, I really enjoy it too. And um, probably one of the things I noticed most is I I don't know if you like um it might have stood out to you, but my God, the women in that game are beautiful. Jesus, I, I never thought about it much in a video oh, game, man. but Jesus Christ.
1: There is, there is a lot of, there is a lot of, uh, love being shared on social media for for this this game and rightfully so. Um, yeah, I, and, and I think I've only, yeah, no, I've, I've come across the two, I've come across the two women and I'm like, apparently like just, just getting more deeper and deeper into the story. Like, do you really start to, you know, dive into, to how awesome, um, these, these girls are, but like even even on socials, like there's guys and girls crushing over the guys and girls. You know, everyone's beautiful in this game, and you know it's it's just a game full of love, isn't it? It is, uh, yeah. obviously with guns and, and big swords. Like, I, and one of the things, like, it just reminded me of that. I remember one of the things that my wife, who's not you know completely outside the gaming sphere as much as I'm, sort of into it. I remember her just going looking at the fir- one of the first scenes when when Cloud jumps off the. Um, the train. And, she, and, and I remember just her looking at the TV and going, are they serious? Look at the size of that sword. They, <laughs> <you> <laughs> and know?
0: it just like, it I'm just like, like really sticks to his back. That. I'm
1: like, that is massive. How is he walking and doing all these things? How is that not dragging on the bottom? But like, but it's, yeah, it was just interesting for someone that like has never seen this character before just to get that first impression. Like, are they serious? But uh, yeah, they are. Mm. Absolutely.
0: You said, you, you said your wife isn't much of a, a, a gamer. Um, has Animal Crossing interested her at all or? Nah. I would like oh, – so so Rachel's
1: background is that she grew up with a Nintendo – I'm just trying to remember which Nintendo it was. So I think it was – I, I don't even think it was the Super Nintendo. I think it was the NES and she remembers, you know, the Legend of Zelda. She remembers the original Mario and I think she went from there to a PlayStation. i think she quickly jumped on the playstation sort of uh yeah the playstation uh, consoles and then i think that's sort of where her journey ended and i think it was just more of a family love affair you know like it was something that uh, her dad would sit down and play and i think games that's really stood out to her you know she played abe's odyssey she loves um tomb raider you know Mm. tomb raider was probably one of the things that you know really Uh, pricks up her ears is to something that holds nostalgia for her. So she played a lot of that Um, point, uh, point, uh, point blank. So the the old shooting game, the arcade game was another big one that she played um, through the PlayStation days. But yeah, no, I don't think she ever really got past the PlayStation one. So, but she loves, it's really cool to see that she loves how the kids play and interact on the Nintendo. She, and I think Nintendo sort of, she sees and gets it. She understands that Nintendo is, you know, that family type console, that is is you know is a focus for families you know what i mean the the games the, the systems the software the portability for it you know that's it's family in mind i guess first and it's something that Nintendo's that's had for so long and does so well um and they get us too with the nostalgia you know for us as parents too because it's something that we've grown up with and you know we hope kids will enjoy it as well um yeah, yeah. get value out of that not that we push that on to um, but yeah, and, and our kids, our kids love it too. Uh, my kid, my uh, my son, uh, and I mentioned in a previous podcast, he's heavily into Spider Man. He loves loves Spider Man at the moment. Um, big part of working at home, I do Zoom meetings. I'm on the phone all the time at the moment, and um, I'm always getting intrusions, you know, from from Spider Man coming in with his outfit, jumping up and doing <laughs> couches and That's that. Awesome. And I think the first like maybe week or two, I was sort of like. Uh, And I think many people might resonate with this is that, you know, working at home, you are sort of apologetic from the noises and everything around you, you know, whether it's the dog or the kids or things like that. But now I don't know how many weeks in, like, what are we four or five weeks in now? I just like, I think it is the new normal. Like when I'm speaking to people on the phone, whether it's clients or other uh, groups or product providers or things like that, you can hear a dog in the background. This person's working on the kitchen table, they're doing all these things. It's just become, it is what it is now and it's, it's acceptable and it should be because you know, we're, we're all do, trying to do the right thing where we can, if you can. Um, and I guess, yeah. So, um, Hey, yeah, coming back to this point he loves Spider-Man. And, um, <laughs> yeah. So in so, coming back to your bit, um, with regards to
0: <laughs> I my myself. wife, I'll go on tangents, <laughs> guys.
1: I'm sorry. Um, yeah. So she, yeah, she's had, she's had exposure to video games. She does enjoy video and games, but actually getting her to sit down and play a video game. Uh, I think it's just a battle that I, I probably won't win unless it's, unless it's something I can get her to sit down and, and play Mario Kart or Mario Party with the kids. I think if we can all sit down and play something to get together, I think that's yep. that's the key. That's the best, the closest thing I'm going to get at the moment. Yeah.
0: Because I, I just asked because I'm always like looking at what I can try and get Chantelle into. Um, she sort of struggles with using a controller just because, you know, uh, like a video game controller with like two analog sticks, buttons, triggers and that. It's like pretty, it's very daunting to someone mm. who um, hasn't grown up with video games. Um, yeah, I appreciate that. I, f- I found out that she had a DS back in the day. I'm like, Oh really? So like, yeah, I Mari- yeah. had Mario Kart brain training and like, like a few DS games. I'm like really? Because she's like someone who just like, just has nothing to do with video games. And um, like, I'm like, Oh, what's a good party game? Oh, smash bros, like smash bros, but it's like too competitive. Like, you know, I'm really into smash. So there's no way I'm probably going to lose against her. Um, like Mario Kart, like e- even then it's a similar thing. And when Animal Crossing was coming up, I'm like, well, that is a very chill game. You, like it's not reflex. You just do what you got to do. You can spend as little time in as you want. You can spend all day in it if you want. So I'm like, well, I can set up Chantel. She can have her own house. She can be on my island. We can have fun. The game comes out. We're playing it. I'm like, oh, would you like to give this a go? She's like, oh, it looks like, a, looks like an educational game for <laughs> kindergartners. I'm like, mm, oh, well, that's <laughs> not quite what I was... Wow. Um, that's that's cool. an interesting perspective on it. <laughs> but
1: I guess like until you actually,
0: and that's interesting too, because
1: like until you actually start playing a game or you start to, you know, dive into the mechanics and what you're doing. I think it probably would be a good entry level, but just trying to get through that barrier. It's good to know that she's actually, you know, had a DS in the past and I think she'd be pretty all over, you know, using, using the hard, you know, the hardware for that. I would have thought as a personal trainer, do you reckon there'd be something that she'd be getting to something like, say ring fit adventure when you can get it? I say that when you can get it, you can't get yeah, it. Anymore. Yeah.
0: yeah, I was thinking. Um, do you
1: reckon there'd be something she'd be interested in?
0: I was thinking about it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I have to, I sort of asked her. I think she just went there, eh, whatever, like, It could be, like, an interesting thing to, like, um, incorporate into maybe what she does. I'm not sure. I'm I'm interested
1: to see how, like, for someone that does it day in and day out, um, you know, being a PE, um, that looks at, like, personal trainer, that looks at... when I say PE, I'm mean a PT, sorry. Um, yeah, as a personal trainer, when they look at things like this in the peripherals and, and having these gaming meet fitness, whether to be something of, of interest to them or it's something that sort of they're like, oh, why could, why would I do that when I can you know actually go for a run outside and do all these things without the screen? Or would they pick it to pieces to say, well, okay, this person's not worrying about breathing or technique, which I think like in a couple of reviews that I've watched which was recently, uh, until I found out you can't buy this thing anywhere, um, <laughs> is that you know a few of these uh, YouTube reviews have had like personal trainers have a look at it, and apparently you know there's a lot invested into it with regards to you know form and technique and all these other things that I guess someone that is more knowledgeable in the area might be well this is a differenti- this is a difference between you know one of the things that are doing difference between a video game versus you know doing it with real weights or so on and so forth. Or a real personal trainer, to be honest.
0: Yeah, and yeah, maybe uh, for someone's like, oh, why don't you just go outside and do something, or just watch a DVD? Well, I think uh, probably probably what you do with like an interactive game, whether it was like We Fit back in the day or um, Ring Fit Adventure on Switch now, it might be like a probably a lot more fun way. Because I know, like, if if I was just watching a DVD doing sit ups, I'd be like, oh, this sucks. But if you're like, mm. oh, I've got to beat the dragon. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, yeah, like, yeah. and you see like numbers flashing on the screen and the level going up. Like, yes, um, I don't know. That's probably just the gamer inside me too. I don't know.
1: No, I like I like the distraction to it. I like the yeah. fact that you know you're doing something that's that's you know beneficial to you both physically and mentally as well. But it's something that like something else is distracting you. Maybe it's getting you through you know the difficult going through the, like the, the the fitness side of things. It's a good distraction and it's something that you can be like, oh, I'm really enjoying this game. Oh, by the way, I'm sweating my ass off and you know, I've, I've just done X amount of calories and so on. So sometimes it's a good, if you can incorporate, you know, fitness with a good distraction, however that looks like, whether it's you actually playing, you know, sports or a game or so on, I think it's a good thing. Um, and I think they've, they've done that well, not having my hands on, but I have spoken to Eric about it and he loves it and sees the benefits out of it, which is always a green thumb uh, tick.
0: Yeah. I wasn't interested in it when it first came out, but just, uh, Seeing, seeing everything that's come out are uh, sort of after release, I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't mind giving it a go. It's like a bit expensive. It's 120 bucks, mm. but um yeah. And I'm
1: interested to see if I'm interested, like cause I'm the same as you. I wasn't interested back in the day, but everything we're going through now, I'm sort of like, well, now I am interested. And now I know why it's sold out. And and now I'm looking out for one. So but I, I get it. It's it's not cheap. But I mean I mean, Nintendo never is, is it?
0: No, that's an expensive uh, hobby in general. <laughs> yeah, Video games. That's right. Yeah. So I guess we I guess a uh, better move away from the House of Mario segment of the show. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Um, okay. <laughs> you forgot what show you're on. <laughs>
1: that's right. That's right. I do love Nintendo.
0: Yeah, so do I. Um, no, that's good. Have I made that obvious?
1: Uh yeah. I, I think, think so.
0: Okay, that's right. Got a house on it. <laughs> I did. Um. So I guess a. Uh, Let's move into sort of the I guess the mental health side of the show just um, I guess we'll just talk about um, I guess we'll start off with you so then I can sort of ease into it and um, some of the I guess the experiences and realizations you went through to sort of like um, start up your podcast pushing through blue to sort of want for you to want to uh, push forward and um, sort of get the message out to people and make people um, aware that they're not alone and that there is help out there and sort of uh, talk to different people throughout um the community whether it's twitch streamers or people in the mental health uh sort of industry itself um so yeah sort of what uh, what sort of got you started on the the whole thing yeah
1: absolutely um i i guess like the creation of pushing through blue just came from my own story really and my own experiences Um, you know, about seven years ago, I went through severe anxiety um, and that was created through a situation in my life where I had a lot of things coming at me at once. Um, You know, I had a lot of work pressures. Um, I had also become become a new father for the first time, which was very daunting. Um, And I guess it's something that at that point in time, I just didn't know how best to handle it. And the only way that I did know or felt that I could handle it was Internalizing it, you know, not speaking about it, just basically just living with it and hoping that it would pass, and and it didn't pass, and and for me it was something that sat heavily on my shoulders and in my head, um, and I guess from that, you know, it, it got worse for me, and um, and 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 as a result of that, uh, I guess that severe anxiety turned into depression for me, and and it was something that only to it got to a point that it was really bad that I really just started, you know, speaking out. I got to a point there where, um. You know, I, I did the hardest thing and it was putting up my hand and said, I need help and, and, um, and I became very vulnerable and, and I'm so appreciative that I got to that point. And I guess from that, from my experiences, and I'm happy to go into that a little bit further as well, is that I just want people, I don't believe that it got as bad for me um, if I hadn't have, you know, spoken up. And I think the reason why I didn't speak up was for a number of reasons. Um, it's obviously the stigma that's surrounding mental, Ill- uh, mental illness, mental health that we, place on ourselves internally but um, obviously externally within society as well and how people view it and a lot of the misconceptions around it and the lies that are out there associated with it because we're just not better educated about it. Um, and and obviously just like being vulnerable and talking about our feelings is so hard um, and mm. especially at a point in time where um, I thought I could handle the things that are around me, I thought it would get easier and it wasn't um, and I think I just played – I put so much um, – Put so much stress and burden on myself, that and 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 it manifested in something for me that basically just started creating lies within my own self, um and 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 yeah and so like just with that one there I guess the big thing there was a number of things for me that really helped me um and one of which was was you know hearing other people's stories you know real lived experiences because I think I think the the beauty and the power in having people share their stories is that you resonate with those, you know, people, people have different stories. And I think this is the big reason. One of the big reasons why I created this podcast is that for someone telling their story, for someone being so vulnerable and talking about their own mental health journey, the ups and downs, you know, the darkest times and how they got through it and how they're managing it. Now, I think only until you listen to someone that has a story that resonates with yourself, you know, whether it's similar or the same, does it really provide you, you know, genuine hope, um and and that it's going to get better and that if this person can get through it and this person's going through the same things that i'm going through then i've got the ability to get through this you know as dark as as dark as it is now um and everything that it's going through you know i I can make it through and it's just that strength to be able to either you know reach out for help start a conversation um for a person that might just be you know struggling internally because it's something that it's something that I feel that so many people are struggling with and they're struggling with it in silence and I hate that and that che- it chews me up and it chews me up because I've been there you know I've, I've been in that situation where I've just held it tight and and it, it has just continued to snowball and in doing so it 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 just got worse and worse for me and it was only so when I started learning to to talk about it to to you know, verbalise it to to um, you know articulate it to people because I, I didn't know I was never educated about you know mental health. It was something that you know only when it in the in, only when it got really bad did it actually dawn on me what it was. Um, and so, like the big coming back to the podcast, I mean, like the the biggest thing is I just want people. I want people to talk you know about mental health and mental illness you know without the fear of judgment or you know being labeled or you know thought less of because you know that's that's what happens you know when we when we feel like we're, we're going to talk to mental health about someone you know we can be a burden on someone else um, and I want to remove all this stigma and misconception around you know mental health and mental illness and and I mean my belief in doing that is is just creating awareness and empathy and that's coming back to those you know just sharing those real lived stories, these experiences. It's its someone's truth. You know, it's coming from a genuine place. Mm. Um, and the biggest part of this as well, and I've been there and I hate it, is just the fact that I don't want people to feel like they're alone because until you start listening to people's stories, you know, you realize that you're not alone, you know, that there are so many people if you're going through it or you're having these thoughts and feelings of the way that you are, you know, there are certainly other people out there that are doing that, you know, and that as, as much as we go through in life and we all go through adversity, there's there's no... There's no sugarcoating it, you know what I mean? Whether it's a breakup, a loss of someone, losing your job, having a bad day, a week, a year, um, you know, we're all going to go through adversities here and you're going to go through the emotions and never discount that. You know, if you're having a shit time, it's okay to feel like that. You know, if you're feeling down, it is okay to feel like that, you know. But know that you've got to have better, you've got to have more good days than bad days. And I just want to help create those conversations. You know, I want to help allow people to, to realise that And 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 I guess even shared the message of you know the benefit of 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 talking to people and not only sharing their their messages and stories as well is that um, you know a lot of people that aren't talking you know should be talking about it and it just creates awareness to a lot of mental illnesses they get labelled or get um, you know get uh, misinformed and and all these things that just allow people just to just not talk. About what's going on and it just makes it worse and yeah and so it's a it's a big i just want to start these conversations i want to promote these conversations that it's okay to talk about mental health you know it doesn't have to you know it doesn't have to be a dark and, and scary conversation a lot of people a lot of people think that they don't want to have these conversations for so many misconceptions do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. Um, what happens if they have these conversations you know uh, uh, you know how are they going to react to this am i actually going to be beneficial you know if i'm going to be helping this person um am i going to put them in a worse situation by having these conversations you know a lot of these misconceptions about people and their personalities because of their mental illness you know and i think that i think that it it really comes down to that empathy as i mentioned you know better understanding someone better understanding their situation their circumstances why are they like that you know the life that they've lived you don't know a person until you've actually sat down and listened to their story and i think there's a lot of value in people's stories and sh- listening and sharing their stories and, I, and and i think the biggest thing that uh, I I just want to resonate is that my story may not connect with everyone. You know, I documented my story in an episode, one of the first episodes on the podcast. And, and I don't expect that to resonate with everyone. But I hope that by getting people on the podcast, you know, these awesome, awesome people that have been brave and vulnerable to share their story and have these open conversations with me and the, the people that listen to that, it's going to resonate with someone. If it only is one person that it resonates with them to say, me too. That's what I'm feeling. You know what I mean? This person is going through that the same way I'm feeling right now and they're getting through it and it may not go away, but I can learn to manage it and I can do these things to be more resilient to it. Um, you know, that's that's huge for me. Um, it's one of the biggest things I, wa- I want out of this podcast is just so that we can, if, if it can help someone make life easier, make it easier for them to talk and put up their hand and, and have these conversations, uh, happy days. I mean, that's, that's, that's the reason why I did it.
0: Mm. and like like for me it was it's just um, it, it helped me a lot and like just when he started off like he's like oh, I'm doing a new podcast I'm doing Pushing Through Blue I'm like oh cool like Dane's doing a podcast that's really cool Um, I, I'm gonna tune into it just because it's Dane it's a friend of mine Um, and and obviously our mental health it wasn't a, a, a sort of a topic I had a podcast for so it was really good to have a brand new topic and um, just listening to it I'm like I wasn't thinking like oh you know like you know I'm going through some things at the moment this podcast is going to help me I just went into it, it was like oh I'm going to listen to it hear Dane's story what he's been through even like certain guests each month coming on listening to um, some things they went through and um, s- sort of what a sort of um, I guess uh, stood out to me with just some of the guests like um, I think it was uh, Kat in-, in particular she was just like like listing off like things that she's going through or things that she's uh, conditioned with or whatever. And she's just like rattling them off. But I know if that was me, I'd just be like struggling so much to be able to like, you know, say that type of stuff and whatever. But it's really a, it's really a testament to the Just like some of the people and what, what a lot of people do go through just in day to day life and how they handle it and how they um, move on and, you know, try and have a positive outlook on life. And I find it really uplifting. Um, but just uh, with the, as, as I said, like, I, I didn't go into it sort of thinking like, oh, you know, I've, I'm a bit sad at the moment. I need something to sort of uh, think about and maybe whatever. I just, like, listen to it as whatever. And, like, you're you're always, like, pushing the message, like, you know, you've got to talk about it. There's he- help out there and whatever. And it wasn't until, like, months in, like, listening to it. And, you know, I was going through um, just, like, a dark spot of time. Like, I was just, like, feeling, like, like a re- really sad. I... A lot of my life, like I would have like ups and downs. Um, I don't, I don't particularly know whether I've like if I've got anything or I, I got no idea. To be honest, I haven't gone to a doctor or anything. But I, I often find myself like feeling like real, I'm really happy, even like going right down and feeling really bad. And it, I sort mm-hmm. of like I've sort of recognized that the last um, year or so, like certain times a year, like real happy, even it just goes down for like no particular reason, and I can sort of feel it come on. Um, I'm like, oh no, this is sort of like, I can feel myself like falling and I guess, uh, I guess I've sort of recognized what, um, can help you make me feel better or stop going into that plunge, whether it is just like, um, doing physical exercise or, uh, whatever to sort of, um, get going again. But, uh, it, it was through your podcast where I'm like, you know, I've, I've heard so many times, like go and get, go to the doctor, go in and get help. Um, no, I I didn't end up going to the doctor, but I was at the point where I'm like, you know what, I've uh, got to go to the doctor. But then, um, that fall stopped ha- happening, and I went. I was starting to go back up, and I was like, um, no, I don't have to go to the doctor anymore. I don't feel like I have to. I wasn't like feeling bad, mm-hmm. but yeah, I guess that now that I've sort of I sort of said that out loud. Um, what would you say to someone who's like, you know, they're feeling bad, like in my position, was like, you're feeling bad. You got to. Um, I want to go to the doctor. Oh, no, I'm actually – I'm not feeling sad anymore. Would you say still go mm. or would you just be like handle it as it goes? Because I was sort of not sure about that like, Should I still go? Because if I went, I would have been like, oh, I feel fine. But I wasn't a week ago. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, no, yeah.
1: I definitely appreciate that. And I guess, I guess to give some context as well as to the reason why I went and a reason why a lot of people go um, if they feel that they're really being affected with their mental health is that it's really – on a day-to-day basis for a long period of time and how that, how long's a long period of time. I mean, like there's there's reports out there to say two to three weeks, you know, if 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 what you're going through is impacting on your day-to-day living, your day-to-day life and and how it you know, what you do, then it's really a sign that, you know, you should start having at least conversations, you know, about what's going on. And and GP's always a, a great space to to start there. For me, you know, it got to a point like I would I would be every day with anxiety. You know, like it, there would be triggers constantly throughout the day, and it was definitely going on for more than two to three weeks. It was months, um, and I and I put up my hand now in hindsight, and I let it get that bad because you know I was just trying to ride the ride, um, and and not to I guess defer from your question, like I was only thinking about it today um, in in having preparation and having a think about this podcast as well as that i remember when it was like at my worst times like what sort of roller coaster i would be on for work wise and everyday living like monday to friday was i always used to describe it as a roller coaster like monday to friday my i just knew i i I dreaded it because it was, was just running through that roller coaster it's like when you're screaming down that roller coaster and your, your mental health and my anxiety would just be going up and down, up and down, up and down all through the day. And it was always like Saturday was your breather. It was almost like you came to a, a point there where you're just, okay, I can relax now, you know, mm. all the walls are going down. And then Sunday, I, I hated Sundays. I hated Sundays because I knew what was going to come on the Monday, you know, all the anxiety and everything going for. And I guess what I'm trying to say is that it, for me, my anxiety was, anxiety is fine. Everyone has anxiety, you know, everyone has the fight or flight it's severe anxiety and when it and when it comes on hard and fast and it comes at all the times you know and it, it is impacting on the day-to-day things that you're doing that's when i would say you know have these conversations and reach out for help you know depending on how you're feeling you know if it is impacting you on a day-to-day perspective um then you know i would definitely at least start having these conversations with people and just talking about it because i think you know as much as i say you know go see a doctor um as, as like a you know, a point of reference to to something that you can do that can help. I think it never should be discounted the power in having a conversation, the power right. in having a conversation with just a friend, someone that genuinely cares in a, in an environment that you're not going to be judged. It can make a huge difference. And, and as I said earlier in this podcast, you know, life is life. We're, we're going to go through adversities. We're going to go through highs. We're going to go through lows. Sometimes we're just going to wake up and we're like, ah, oh, well, today's, you know, shit day or today's just i don't really feel it today do you know what i mean i I guess it's just more about when those feelings those thoughts you know become a regular thing where they're really impacting you and your life and it's happening for a longer period of time um and and like full disclosure like like i I am no for anyone that that sort of doesn't know who i am or doesn't listen to my podcast i'm not a mental health expert and nor do i ever say that the podcast and the conversations Mm. that i create should be a substitute for professional help it's not um, I just try and create awareness and having these conversations where needed. I create awareness, I try and create awareness to, and, and even more so from my most recent guests, one of the, one of the recent things that one of my recent guests taught me, and I'm always learning through the guests that come on, it's just about creating the skill sets, implementing the skill sets to create resilience. You know, it's easy to... When looking at mental health when life is going well you know it's easy to coast it's easy to be comfortable and mm-hmm. it's easy to just uh you know do the basics and, and not really invest in your own mental health and, and by that i mean self-care and by that i mean you know like looking at exercise doing the small things daily having gratitude perspective you know connecting with others all these things that you do that is really good for your mental health because i guess when it comes down to game day as i call it or when times you know, when you are having a bad day or there's a bad time or something, an, an event in life, you know, does occur that really takes you down to you know, a really bad place, you've got the resilience there, you know, the resilience that you've been working on for so long to to, to get you through that period, do you know what I mean, to, to ride, I guess, the lows and to come back, you know, stronger. Um, so, I mean, like, man, I think I, I would – have you had these – like, not to go into a full, like – analysis on it, but have you, have you had chats with, have you had chats with friends and family about this? Or is it something that you just don't, well, how do you feel about having uh, chats if you haven't with friends and family about it?
0: Oh, I am, I am quite open to have a talk with like, um, mum, dad, and um, my partner. Um, but, um, to be honest, one of the things that really, really helped me, which is, um, this might sound really weird, especially as someone who, uh, doesn't, um, do podcasting, but, um, I, I recorded just like a solo podcast, just like sort of explaining um, what happened with this podcast and uh, basically what was going inside my head just to the patrons. Um, I did listen uh, to that one. That was a really yeah, good episode. Yeah. Who, who, um, who support um, me over there at patreon.com slash Um I just sort of sat there. Was, it went for like 40 minutes. I don't know how I talked for 40 minutes, but I just sat there and sort of like, you know, this is how I feel. Like I just feel like, like shit. And, like the week after I had, um, it just sort of happened to line up that there wasn't much work that week. So I had the week off and, um, I just, I felt much better just, just getting it off my chest. I just, um, talked to myself. <laughs> it wasn't even to necessarily mm. to anyone else giving me advice or whatever, but I just, I felt so much better. And, um, cause th- there was the guilt as well, because, um, I just started, I just started this podcast and, um just uh w- with those feelings i just lost all sort of not necessarily motivation just i felt like in my head space i wouldn't be able to do it right um i wouldn't be able to put my best foot forward mm. um just whether it's like you know talk, talking to people and all that and like trying to be uh just charismatic and all of that like i guess like the person i think i am usually but yeah
1: i think um i think on that point there whether you have a conversation, whether you write it down as a journal, whether you're just writing down, you know, your notes, however you want to do it, whether it's in a podcast form, like just regurgitating how you're feeling doesn't mm. have to be to a person can be to yourself. As I mentioned, can be to any sort of medium you want to put it into. It, it It gives you just the ability to just get it out. You know what I mean? Just to be able to get it out of your mindset and put it on paper or put it on something, you know, just to be able to just put it out there. Because I, like in my own experience as well, I've, it's huge. Like it, it, it does. And I'm so happy to hear you say that, like you felt better after doing that. One of the things that like I, I did as well um, in preparing, I guess, for pushing through blue is that I would every, every, like my usual daily routine um, outside of COVID-19 used to be that I would drive to the train station and I'd jump on a train and go on a train to to work into the city. Um, the trains rides usually about an hour. Anyway, the drive to the the train stations around about 10 or 15 minutes and i had like one of those road um little mics little mics that you put on yourself and i would literally just have the road app on my phone and i would connect it there and i would just talk about what i'd be doing today what's going on in my mindset and um and just put it out there and to be honest that made me feel a lot better that's awesome and i think it was the starting point for me having conversations if i can recall but just the ability just to basically get it out of my brain because I found that if I just left it in there, you know, under a rock or my head in the sand and not really wanting to talk or do anything about it, it just manifested, you know, something that was so small, my mind had the ability in that mindset to make it bigger and bigger than it really was. And, um, and soon, like, you know, fast forward, when I did start having those conversations, something that was so small that started off so small that that grew into something or i i blew it out or lied to myself in my own mindset that it was this other thing having a conversation with someone you know that someone that i felt comfortable with them saying no 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 it's it's not that it's it's this you know and if it's a problem well let's break it down as a solution so we can get through it and getting that perspective from someone was huge it was definitely huge for me um but coming back to you know, putting it out there. It's a, it's a huge thing. And I know um, one of the podcasts that I uh, listen to uh, is um, uh, Peter Wilkinson's Wilco. And so Wilco's had his podcast where he would just be talking about what's going on. And I think a big part of that podcast that he does is is purely like that. It's a solo podcast. He talks about what's on his mind. I think it's great. Like as a listener, I'm, I'm I'm invested in what he's talking about and, and I'm listening to what he's saying and a lot of it is you know the mix of what's going on in work what's going on in life how's things balancing act and how it's playing on 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 himself and what he what he enjoys you know all the things that he enjoys to get away from things that are distracting him and and I guess it's like I can imagine and I've spoken to him and uh, about this as well is that Just the ability to get it out there can be really therapeutic and and it's a great way of like, as I said, self-care. It's a big big way for you just to to put it out there. So however it is that you want to do it, um, I think it's a a big thing and it can make you feel so much better just to to get it out of your head, however form that you want to do it.
0: I guess it's like sort of like brainstorming and getting ideas onto paper and that too. It's just like you wanna get some of these things just out of your head, whether it's like positive things, you just wanna, you know, brainstorm and get ideas and that or if it is like I feel like crap, I just wanna get it out type of thing. And yeah. As corny as it sounds, like it really it really helped me and whether your I guess preferred way is just writing it on paper or typing it or mm. what doing an art piece or whatever it might be. Um it yep. definitely definitely helped me anyway.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like, even like, as you mentioned, art piece, like any form of self-expression, you know, like I've talked to a lot of people and once again, it's the benefits of, of having guests on the show, you know, I, I'm a bit guilty in the sense that I take a lot of the, I take a lot out of what the guests, you know, the share from their own stories, you know, mm-hmm. I like just going through this, you know, you mentioned Kat as well, like Kat was so open about her stories and experiences because you could tell that she, you know, it was one of the things that. And one of the things that like even Ryan, I go back to Ryan as well. So Ryan Bersen from the pop culture it's one of the things that he taught me about on, on his episode is about owning your mental illness. You know, only when, once you own it, only once you accept it, can you really sort of move forward to understand it, to acknowledge it. And, and, and I guess it's in different, pod, in different personalities, because speaking with Kat, you know, Kat and, and Ryan have a very similar um, personality where they're very logical, I think is the word. I hope it's the word logical where they, you know, once they understand something, once they can see uh, whether it's a diagnosis or they know that it's, that's them, then, you know, that's the condition that's, and then they can move, you know, and it's the ability to then to speak openly about it. It's the ability to then to seek treatment, just to have honest conversations about it. You know what I mean? And I think once you get through that barrier, you know if you are suffering from a mental illness so if you are struggling with mental health and been doing so for a long time I think and it was one that I learned as well was that coming to coming to accept it is huge because only once you can accept it do you really start to move forward do you start to get better do you start to implement things and and I'm not saying like there might be just one level of spectrum there but it's also about you know just just looking after your own mental health and And even, like, just some of these guests that we've had on, you know, like, you know, some of these guests that really, you know, touched me as well is that, like, Simon. Simon's a big one. Like, Simon Blackburn uh, has been amazing support for me with the podcast, on the podcast, as a friend. um, He's been so huge and i wouldn't have met him had it not been for my own episode you know simon reached out to me after listening to my episode um and saying that you know my story resonated with him you know And, and it was only until then did i really realize like my story and sharing my story was once again very therapeutic for me it allowed me to basically accept you know my history accept what happened to me and allow me to move forward you know and hoping that it would help someone else and here's simon reaching out to me saying and I listened to the episode and, you know, my story is very similar to your story and sharing his story with me on an episode and, and just having that connection. And I hope, and that's what I want people to have. I want people to have connections with other people that are sharing their stories because then it, then it, that having having Simon reach out to me and saying me too and and helping him and sharing his story, like it just made me feel absolutely less alone. And, and his two guys that are just working at it, you know, being open and honest about it. And that's the big thing about the platform, you know. The platform's about just having, you know, no judgment and just helping others. Um, and 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 walking away after having those conversations, feeling like, oh, you know, that's I feel great. You know, I feel a lot better. Mm. You know, and it's a it's a big power that you can have on yourself when you can start controlling that. And you control that by you know, having these conversations or, or or getting it out there, whichever form that you use. Podcast is a fantastic form. It reaches so many people. Um, you know, and you can touch the hearts and minds of others through your own stories and experiences. And it's one of the big things that, like, I encourage um, anyone to do, you know, if if they're going through something or been through something is to, is to share it, you know, because that's how we break through the stigma. This is because we're having conversations about, honest conversations. And, man, you'd be surprised that the amount of people that are out there that just want to hear something that resonates with them they want to you know something that hits home for them something that is just so real that they're living with day to day or just even like looking after yourself you know the 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 plainest of forms people looking after physical health which is so important you know it's also important to look after your mental health you know and we can do that in so many different ways and it looks different to everyone um but yeah sorry i digress mate i I do ramble i apologize (laughs) that i i just care (laughs) Um, and hopefully, you know, it, it all comes from a good place.
0: Yeah. That's why you're on to uh, have a nice ramble. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, right, mate. Oh, I do ramble.
0: It, it like, it, it's sort of like it, that has changed how I sort of view it too. Like you, if, you might look down at your guts and you might be like, oh, getting a bit fat. Maybe I should uh, um, sort of pivot things and start eating more healthy and doing some more exercise. And, you know, you'll, you'll, you know, try and fix that. Um, it's sort of how I view sort of maybe my mental health. Like I don't think about it all the time now. Like, but like say if I have like a oh like a, some like this this might sound bad, but like when I was really bad, um, I was like thinking like, how do I word this without making it sound awful? I was I was thinking like you know I I want to kill myself basically, but I, mm. I I wasn't suicidal. I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna hurt myself. I definitely was not. But it is just like a mechanism in your head when you're bad to sort of like. um keep like to calm yourself I guess Yeah. just like just like you I guess like a click just like ah that will fix things but you you know it's not going to I was not at the point where that was gonna um, be a thing I was gonna do so I don't want to scare anyone if my mum or anyone listens to this you know but (laughs) but it is a thing now where I'm like oh I had a pretty uh, sharp feeling of you know depression whether it's because whatever reason like I can I sort of think about it now and go oh let's uh let's detour that let's uh um do some physical thing or let's watch a movie, a fun movie, not a sad movie. Or you know, mm. there there are things where you're like, all right, let's uh let's sort of uh try and fix this. Um it's like before it starts because it's it's a lot harder to sort of dig out of uh, once you're actually there because there is a part of you that like wants to stay there when you are like really um down and like depressed. There is like, a yeah, part I of you which, there's because like Especially when people say like, "Oh, just uh, just be happy, just smile, just uh, you know, whatever." Yeah, that's the worst thing you it's, say. Yeah, it's like yeah, oh, well, you it's like yeah, There's 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 a bit there. But it's just like yeah, just be just you know, just get up and smile and be happy. But mm-hmm. there's that bit well that wants to keep you there, and that's that's the really hard part to sort of like push away. That's what I felt anyway, but. um,
1: yeah, no, yeah. and I appreciate, I appreciate your honesty, mate. And I, and I thank you for saying those things. And I think I can resonate with that with regards to those thoughts. I think when I was going through depression and I guess how my depression evolved is that my anxiety got so bad that I started looking at my own self-worth and that was the entrance, like that was the gateway effectively into my depression. I took things, you know, things that went wrong, um, makes mistakes that I would make as, as a value point to myself. You know, I would, I would say, you know, that's just a reflection on my own self-wealth and that's lies and it's absolute bullshit. And like now I can say that, you know, with a clearer headspace, but when you're in that headspace, it's all thoughts. And I completely understand when you're coming from, when you're saying things like, you know, having those suicidal ideations. I think what needs to be important here is that we all think we're all human beings and we have thoughts coming through our minds, you know, whether it's thoughts of, you know, I want to kill myself or things like that. Um, But it's all about it's okay. Accept it that you are allowed to have thoughts and it's all about, you've got thoughts running through your mind and it's about you catching those thoughts. You're not catching those thoughts. You know, I'd certainly had thoughts about that myself. Um, and it's, it's just they're thoughts that come and go and mm-hmm. it's all about you controlling it as to what you catch. Um, and I guess that's a big thing, you know, when people are talking about meditation as well, is just is that it allows you the ability to stop and be mindful and stop a lot of the noise that goes on in, inside your headspace and reset yourself into a better headspace. And it's only one of the things that you've got to take action onto. Like, like you mentioned there, I was definitely in a headspace where my default was negativity. You know, when everything, when I was in that headspace, everything, like I could take the, you know, the the, the most positive things and I would turn it into fear or anxiety or negativity. And it was only sort of once that I sort of just realized I need to retrain my brain. And I know that it sounds corny, but for me it works. And the only way you do that is if you put in the time and the effort into doing it, you know what I mean? And it's about, for me, it was about perspective. Like a lot of the things that I was so negative on is just the fact that I would put myself into fear that something so small would turn out to be something so big, um, you know, or something so right could turn out to be something so, you know, bad later on, or that'll happen to me or so on. But it's just about like coming For me, what helped me is – and one of the things that helped me was having perspective, which has now evolved into gratitude, you know. Perspective allowed me to turn those small things that I would turn into huge things in my own headspace back to small things. How I do that is I take a minute to step back, you know, and I reassess and I step away and I give myself time. Whereas, you know, previously I would just, you know, be triggered by something and immediately just need to fix it immediately. Do you know what I mean? I would need to – if it was something that went wrong, I had to fix it. I could not drop it otherwise. If it was a negative, if it was something bad that was going to happen, you know, I had to make sure that it didn't happen and I couldn't just wait. And it was all about stressing over all these things that I had no control of. A lot of these things I had no control of. And a lot of the things that I stressed about, you know, was like, I thought was so big in my headspace, but they weren't. They were nothing. And, and half the time, the stresses that I'd worry about didn't even come to fruition. So it was just like, I look at it now, I'm like, fuck, all that time and energy that I wasted. But you know what, in that space, that's just how it was. And over time, I just learned to step away and do small things to try and reset my brain. And I did that through affirmations. There was one of the things like, one of the things when I was uh, seeing a psychologist and, um, you know, I implemented small things daily. And it's all about that. Small things that you can incorporate in your daily life to just, you know, that you can work at, that you can add at, you know, that that you, know, you can just collectively put into your routines that will make it a better day and as much as you can do in the mornings is absolutely perfect um but you know just going for going for walks you know exercise is obviously a big one there and everything is i should say everything everything like i can list these things that have worked for me but i guess sometimes it comes down to trial and error do you know what i mean sometimes what works for me not may work for yourself um but like i found like You know, going for walks in the mornings worked heaps. You know, worked so well. Um, I listened. I was listening to a podcast. One of the first podcasts that I listened to was uh, it's called The Daily Boost. It was run by uh, an American. It's still going. It's been going for years. I don't know how long this guy's been going for, but he literally does a podcast every day, goes for about five minutes, and it's just real world affirmations, not not fluffy stuff. It's literally just like hey, you ever thought about this and this thing was huge and then you know, really when you looked at it close, it was smaller? Ooh, it makes you think. Like I'm probably just butchering that, but like yep. it was just something daily that didn't take up too much of my time. That was just something I could put in my ears to be like, yeah, you know, I could think of something like that. But, you know, really, here's another way of thinking about it. And it was just these – it was affirmations. It really was affirmations, you know, that was that was delivered to me in a way that I resonated with. Um, and and once again, just listening to people's stories, you um, and this is like you know connecting and gratitude as I mentioned that the gratitude I'm i am so grateful for everything that around me and I never I never want that to I never want to let go of that um you know I'm so grateful for the basics you know to, to have this house to, to have food on the table to have some money in the bank to have the health of my family like I mean number one you know there's so many people especially in, in this sort of circumstance with you know Um, you know COVID-19 that people are losing their lives people can't connect to the people that they they love as a result of this and I've got everyone under my roof right here you know that I love um, dearly and and they can talk to them and they're they're healthy and happy and you know just to just to know what you can control um, and just be grateful for that around you And, and I think it's just for me it's something that I just have a daily reminder for and it's something that you know like everything, you know, you just got to put in the work to do it, you know, going back to physical, physical health, you know, like in the shape I'm in now, you know, it sucks going back to do fitness and, and weights and everything else. Cause I've got to start from scratch again. And yeah, it sucks. You know, the honest, the honesty is, you know, lifting weights. I can't lift what I used to do now and yeah. And I'm going to have to like do a lot of work to get back to where I used to be. And it is what it is, but I know, you know what, it's going to make me stronger. I'm going to, you know, every time that I do it, it's going to get easier and easier. And it's something that's going to take energy and time and effort and nothing happens overnight. And and it was a really, it was a headspace that I had to get out of. Like I was, when I was in my, you know, my worst with anxiety, I was just looking for the magic pill, the magic cure, something, you know, that would just basically flick the way that I was, was thinking. And then when I came to the came to the outcome that it's not going to be an easy fix, and I, that's that's sort of when I just went, well, how am I ever going to get out of it? Well, I did I did get out of it, and and you know what? For me, it's something, and like many people, it's something that never goes away, and it's something that you accept and you acknowledge, and and when you do that, it makes it easier to manage, and it's something that I just manage, but I, I still got to put in the work like everyone else, and. And I'm always mindful, especially in times like this, you know, this is where all that work comes into fruition. This is where everything that you've done up until this time that you've been putting the work into comes into it because what we're going through now, there's heightened levels of anxiety and loneliness and, and all things that play on your mental health. And, and I guess this is where you implementing what you've been doing, you know, and you connecting with people, you know, it's never like, don't don't feel like it's, oh, I haven't put in the work and it's too late. It's not, that's, that's rubbish. It's just going to start, you know, start connecting with people. And, um, I, I, once again, I ramble and apologize, but you know, one of the things, one of the people that I had on that really just inspired me, um, was rock and mummy, you know, Jesse, mm-hmm. like yep. to hear her story about how she has social anxiety to hear that, you know, for so many people like, and me included, and I was one of these people, and, you know, I'm mindful that maybe I still do have traits of this as well, is that there's triggers. Sometimes there's triggers in life, you know, that, that cause us to have severe anxiety or depression or things like that. And what that does, if people aren't willing to sort of accept that and work towards breaking through those barriers, you know, in their time, within their limits and, and boundaries is that they, a part of their life just gets taken away from them. You know, they, they cancel out doing anything that basically can cause triggers or they, they cancel out anything that, you know, allows them to have the quality of life or enjoying the things that they might enjoy, but they just can't because of, you know, of fear, of pure fear. And I guess what and Mummy taught me is that through her social anxiety, you know, she loves video games. She, she's got a massive passion for community and connection and, and all the things that she does. And, you know, PAX was a huge one for her. And to hear her story about like, this is this is this is a beautiful lady that has you know a an sort disorder that allow that just de- becomes so debilitating for her to be around you know big crowds and here she is in love with like the communities and video games and going to the biggest convention in, in Australia PAX Australia and like just hearing her story like every year yeah it hasn't been like you know there's there's the earlier stages there I think she's been three years and hearing her story every year how she gets stronger you know, she implements the skill sets to, to, to get better, to, to be able to meet people, you know, and like, these are big things. Like these are big things that she's been, you know, working towards doing. She doesn't, every year she doesn't get better. She doesn't get stronger. She doesn't do these, taking the next step forward because it's just luck. You know, she invests in it. She invests in herself and it's just that ability like she's just living proof that like she works every day you know the twitch channel i still don't for someone that's never been on twitch and and mate i know you've been on twitch but and mm-hmm. but i could i i don't feel that i could ever do it you know and and mummy said well you don't know until you, you give it a go and you, and you get into your uncomfort zone and once you once you get there you know that's really when the learning starts and and go within your limits go at your own speed but no like it's never deterred her she knows what she's after she she knows she's passionate and, she, and it's so easy the easy option would say well i can't do it that's that's just a part of my life that i've just got to forget now because i just have you know it just affects me so much but she chooses not to she it's a choice and she puts in the works that she so she can she can keep doing it and i like to me that's inspiring to me it's it's real it's genuine you can see it she's just yeah, she's awesome and like all the guests are awesome you know everyone's got a different story everyone goes through their adversities everyone's had a different upbringing everyone's had different experiences you know and i don't want to sit here and say i i like i guess one of the things that i don't ever want to come across to the podcast and having these conversations with people is to say I know how you feel. I don't. That's a, that's a, unless you've, unless you've actually been through everything this person's been through, unless you've lived their life and experienced what they've experienced, you know, on so many levels, you don't know. um, But you can certainly appreciate the strength in these people and, and just to cheer them on and keep them going, you know, just keep them, keep them pushing forward, you know, and having the strength and, and lifting them up because there's a lot of negativity out there and it, and it sucks and I hate it. But you've just got to, you know, do your best that you can to just quiet the noise, you know, quiet all the distractions, quiet the insecurities of others because they see you doing good things or working on yourself. Um, and it's so important. Look after yourself. But, um, but, yeah, sorry, mate. I went on change it, but, yeah, sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Um, yeah, just with, with Rocker Mummy, like he- hearing her uh, story and – um like um after pax happened and i i didn't get an opportunity to talk to her but um she sort of she came came along and said hello to simon and that and she came and, and to me she just came across as like a really chirpy happy person i'm like yeah awesome cool like, mm. and I i don't think it was till after i think simon said oh that's rocket mummy um off twitter like, oh of course like i recognized her and i follow her on twitch and that i'm like oh of course so, yeah that was her and hearing the story after i'm like are you serious she came across as like the most like bubbly sociable person <laughs> i came across at uh, oh, pax she's awesome. like she's just yeah. like hey guys here you going? I'm gonna go no oh, i gotta go crazy it's like, it's like oh yeah. right no like hearing that i'm like you sure are you the same person but it's awesome that um like, and and that and that's yeah.
1: her like and that is Mummy. like she is such a bubbly person just like when i you know t- chatting with castleberry like these are amazing people. They're so bubbly. Yeah. They're full of positivity. They want nothing but to lift each other up and within, you know, around the circles of themselves and around the community. That's them. That is the core of them. It's just that as well there's a part of it that they do struggle with. And it's the whole, you know, the duck with the cool on the top and and the legs going like nuts, you know, and that's really what happens <laughs> to the inside. And um, Yeah. You know, like I, I think people just need to be, and that's, and that's the thing. Like, People just, And that's why I'm a big advocate for kindness, you know what I mean? Like, mm, you just yeah. don't know. These small acts of kindness, not only does it, like, give you self-worth and value that you're delivering that to someone, um, but also, like, depending on your headspace and, and and just, you know, you don't know what a person's going through. You don't know what sort of day they've had, what week, you know, what's going on behind the scenes. And, and I think, you know, just... I think nothing but kindness, showing kindness can only be positive to people. Do you know what I mean? And I think as a default, people sort of go for the negativity. And I don't know what it is, whether it's a society thing, maybe it's like clickbait or socials or, and it transfers into personalities and things like that. But like, you know, I, I'm just like, yeah, get rid of that, get that out of here, get that noise gone and just let's let's create this, you know, more positive vibe where we lift people up. But yeah, now she's... She's awesome. She's such such a great, genuine person.
0: Yeah, and like it, it is easy to be like, I guess for some people, it's just like, oh yeah, this sucks, this sucks, you suck, you're crap. <laughs> it's just like sit there on your phone, and just be like, put negativity out there. But like you said, like yeah, just be nice to people because it it makes you feel good. It will probably make them feel good. And uh, at the end of the day, that's uh that's what you want. Um, so I think uh, we might wrap up there. Um, anything else you sort of just want to put in there before we, uh, run off to, uh, I don't know what I'm saying. Anything you want to uh, say before we, uh,
1: to run off to animal crossing and, uh, final fantasy seven.
0: Yeah, sure. I don't know. I don't know why I couldn't uh, get that out my mouth.
1: No, you're right. (laughs)
0: Look,
1: from my point of view, I just want to thank you for your time, mate. Thanks for having us on the podcast. Um, you've been a huge supporter for, for the podcast and, and not only as a listener, but just, just helping us, you know, create this awareness. Um, and I know even just through your own conversations and I appreciate you having these open conversations and I hope that, you know, a listener out there that's listening to this, um, will resonate with it. And if it's something that you enjoy or you feel that someone's getting value, uh, you think someone else will get value from it, just then certainly share it because, you know, we, we just don't know what people are going through. And I guess, you know, the, the ability for you to take simple actions of kindness or, or connecting with people can make a huge difference. Um, you know, for those, obviously we're all going through COVID-19 at the moment, you know, and we're all sort of in this together. And I know that term has been thrown out a fair bit, but like, literally we are in this, we're all trying to do the best we can in the situation that we're in at the moment. Um, I think we're all being affected in different ways to different degrees. Um, certainly like more people than others are being financially, physically, emotionally, mentally affected. Um, so let's just, let's just make an effort, you know, let's commit to just being kind, sharing positivity. Do a bit every day, you know, change something within yourself to, to, to just try and be the best version of yourself. And I don't mean that like in any sort of like cliche type of way, but just like, like you don't know, you don't know the situation that you'll be in until you're in it. Do you know what I mean? You don't know Absolutely. what you don't know yeah. until you've heard it firsthand through first, you know, experiences from someone that's lived it. So we can all do small things for ourselves, for the people around us. Um Yeah, man. And I appreciate you just having these conversations and opening up to it. So yeah, thank you.
0: No, absolutely you've got an ally with me to uh keep pushing the podcast and your message forward um it's really really cool um so thanks man speaking of the podcast pushing flu pushing flu pushing push P- flu. Flu. P- 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 push and- flu can't say can't cough can't
1: can't sneeze none yeah. of that
0: now. yeah don't don't push the flu uh pushing through <laughs> blue well where can people find it if they're interested in listening
1: yeah, absolutely, mate. Look, we're, we're, if you search Pushing Through Blue, that's um, B-L-U, uh, across any of your listening podcast services, uh, hopefully you'll find it. I mean, the biggest ones are probably Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But, yeah, just have a look. Um, I'm finding it in places that I didn't think was going to be there. Um, I, I set it through, <laughs> through Anchor, so it really just pops up everywhere. Um, if it's something that you enjoy, as I mentioned, um, I would appreciate it greatly if you could share the message, um, you know, share the message on your socials within your community just to have a listen, just exactly the same with this podcast here, as well as all the uh, projects that um, uh, Drew does as well. Mate, you do a lot. So and I commend you for that. Um, but yeah, and like, I mean, we're on socials as well. Um, Twitter, uh, Instagram are probably our two biggest ones there. And yeah, I'm just interested in your feedback. The conversations that are shared on the podcast, if it doesn't resonate with yourself, will certainly provide some awareness and education uh, if you ever need it for the people around you. Um, And it's like anything, it's like watching a doco, you know, you get a different perspective, you get a different insight. And it's something that I hope that people walk away with a lot of value from. It's people that are sharing their honest, genuine stories about their own reflections and experiences. And I think it's the most powerful thing knowing it's coming from, you know, a personal place, a lived experience place. So um yeah, I hope you enjoy the podcast. I hope it finds provides you with value um and someone around you and it and it helps in some way.
0: Yeah, excellent. And I'm really happy that I could have you on to uh sort of uh get back into doing this podcast since uh it was uh, you know, pretty much related to why it sort of uh, fell away for eight months. But um really looking forward to starting it up again and uh thank you very much for yeah, just your time and everything.
1: Yeah, absolutely, mate. Always, always a pleasure. Love to be on. And I've got to get back on to um have some Mario too. We got to talk some Nintendo stuff. Maybe when I reset Absolutely. my island and um, I get it, I get caught up. I don't know if I'll do the time skip, but uh, so no, you I might don't. have to give me a little bit, just a little bit. I still haven't even got up to turnips yet. All I see is turnips. Everyone's selling turnips, trying to buddy buy turnips, sell turnips. I'm not even up there to the yet. So
0: mm, yeah, I'm not in that really game yet, just either. You know, I'm just uh, shaking trees and I'm, selling oranges. I'm, I'm,
1: I'm Shaking trees, catching sea bass, trying <laughs> to sell sea bass, not not paying off bills. Getting you two uh, yeah two hundred bills
0: per sea bass or whatever it is. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. You get nothing. Come <laughs> <Turn> back. <laughs> All right, Dane. I'll catch you later.
1: Awesome. Much love, mate. Cheers.
0: All right, everyone. That's the end of that story. And thank you very much for listening. Dane's a bloody legend, so go and check him out on Twitter at Dane and his show at Pushing Through Blue, all in the show notes. And please go and check out his podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can also follow me on Twitter at IDruby to keep up with the show because God forbid, I hope it keeps going and doesn't stop like it did before. And if you want to support this show and other shows like the House of Mario and Nintendo podcast, you can head over to patreon.com slash iDruby and leave us a tip there. But until next time, have a good one. A Drew story is lovingly crafted and recorded in the southeast of South Australia. The show is produced and hosted by me, Drew Agnew. If you enjoy my work here and on my other podcasts, The House of Mario, Encore at The House of Mario, and Crackin' Furfies, Help spread the word by sharing us with a mate or leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you'd like to show further support and help me achieve my goal of freeing up one working day a week to spend more time refining and creating podcasts, please consider checking out patreon.com slash where for only $1 you get access to my secret recordings where I share everything behind the scenes. A big thank you to The Legend DJ for supporting the content at the podcast producer level on Patreon. From the bottom of my heart, thank you.